Hello and welcome to another episode of Social Studies on the Go. We like to start off with something funny. Why do bicycles fall over? Because they are too tired. Aha. Here we go with Module 5, Lesson 4 on Ratifying the Constitution. Federalists and Anti-Federalists. When the Constitution was made public, a huge debate began among many Americans. Some, and when you hear that sound, that means it's a key word. Some anti-federalists, people who opposed the Constitution, thought that the Constitutional Convention should not have created a new government. Others, such as James Monroe, thought the Constitution weakened states' rights by giving too much power to the central government. For some anti-federalists, including George Mason, the main problem was that the Constitution did not have a section that guaranteed individual rights. Thomas Jefferson, who was otherwise in favor of the Constitution, wrote to Madison from Paris to argue that a Bill of Rights was needed. Many anti-federalists were small farmers and debtors. Some patriots, including Samuel Adams and Patrick Henry, were also strong anti-federalists. At the Virginia Ratifying Convention, Henry spoke out against the lack of protection of individual freedoms, saying that he valued American liberty over American Union. Anti-federalists were challenged by those who believed that the United States needed a stronger central government. Federalists, supporters of the Constitution, included James Madison, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, and Alexander Hamilton. Though you will find that James Madison does switch parties soon. Most Federalists believed that through compromise, the delegates had created a constitution that offered a good balance of power between various political views. Many Federalists were wealthy planters, farmers, and lawyers. However, other were workers and craftspeople. Federalists and Anti-Federalists debated whether the new constitution should be approved. They made speeches and printed pamphlets advocating their views. Mercy Otis Warren, an ardent patriot during the war, wrote a pamphlet entitled Observations on the New Constitution, in which she criticized the lack of individual rights it provided. The Federalists had to convince people that a change in the structure of government was needed. To do this, they had to overcome people's fears that the Constitution would make the government too powerful. Federalist Papers One of the most important defenses of the Constitution appeared in a series of essays that became known as the Federalist Papers. These essays support, supporting the Constitution were written anonymously under the name Publius. They were actually written by Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and John Jay. And in the reading, there are Federalist Papers number 10 and 51. We will actually be reading Federalist Paper number 10 at uh, some point this week. The authors of the Federalist Paper tried to reassure Americans that the new federal government would not overpower the newly created states. In Federalist Paper number 10, 
Madison argued that the diversity of the United States would prevent any single group from dominating the government. The Federalist Papers were widely reprinted in newspapers around the country as the debate over the Constitution continued. Finally, they were collected and published in book form in 1788. The Constitution needed only nine states to pass it. However, to establish the, and preserve national unity, each state needed to ratify it. Every state except Rhode Island held special state conventions that gave citizens the chance to discuss and vote on the Constitution. Paul Revere served on a committee supporting ratification. He wrote of the Constitution, the proposed government is well calculated, planned, to secure the liberties, protect the property, and guard the rights of the citizens of America. Anti-Federalists also spoke out in state conventions and wrote articles and pamphlets that became known as the Anti-Federalist Papers. In New York, one citizen said, it appears that the government will fall into the hands of the few and the great. On December 7th, 1787, Delaware became the first state to ratify the Constitution. It went into effect in June 1788 after New Hampshire became the ninth state to ratify it. Political leaders across America knew that the new government needed the support of the very large states like Virginia and New York, where debate still raged. Finally, Madison and fellow Virginia Federalists convinced Virginia to ratify it in mid-1788. In New York, riots had occurred when the draft of the Constitution was made public. At the state convention in Poughkeepsie to discuss ratification, Hamilton and Jay argued convincingly against the anti-federalists led by DeWitt Clinton. When news arrived of Virginia's ratification, New York ratified it as well. Rhode Island was the last state to ratify the Constitution in May of 1790. Bill of Rights. Several states ratified the Constitution only after they were promised that a bill protecting individual rights would be added to it. Many anti-federalists did not think that the Constitution would protect personal freedoms. Some federalists said that the nation did not need a federal bill of rights because the Constitution itself was a bill of rights. It was, they argued, written to protect the liberty of all U.S. citizens. James Madison wanted to make a Bill of Rights one of the new government's first priorities. In Congress's first session, Madison encouraged the legislators to put together a Bill of Rights. The rights would then be added to the Constitution as amendments or official changes. In Article 5 of the Constitution, the founders had provided a way to change the document when necessary in order to reflect the will of the people. The process requires that proposed amendments must be approved by a two-thirds majority of both houses of Congress and then ratified by three-fourths of the states before taking effect. Legislators took ideas from the state ratifying conventions, the Virginia Declaration of Rights, and the English Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence to make sure that the abuses listed in the Declaration of Independence would be illegal under the new government. In September 1789, Congress proposed 12 amendments and sent them to the states for ratification. By December 1791, the states had ratified the Bill of Rights. 
10 of the proposed amendments intended to protect citizens' rights. And today they are the first 10 amendments out of 27 uh, to the Constitution. These 10 amendments set a clear example on how to amend the Constitution to fit the needs of a changing nation. The flexibility of the U.S. Constitution has allowed it to survive as a living document for more than 200 years. Thank you very much for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of Social Studies on the Go.